Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Well, good morning, everybody. I have one person here on my right and left and two on left. Yes, but the 24th, how exciting. This hall will be filled with lots of people who are excited and raring to worship the Lord. I'm very, very excited about that. And today we continue our series of Who is the Center? And one of the things that I noticed when I first came to the center was the logo, the center, and underneath it said a Baptist community center. It's an interesting expression. What does the word Baptist mean for you? Oh, it's a, for me, it sometimes can bring up memories of perhaps very conservative churches in America who perhaps picket different things that they don't agree with. Perhaps it gives you an image of someone like John the Baptist. Are we people who live out in the wilderness and baptize in the Jordan River? What is a Baptist community center? That's a question that I have been wrestling with all week. And so I thought I'd do a bit of a history lesson for us. If you go to Morling College and you become ordained, yeah, Murray, he's nodding along with me. You do a subject called Baptist Distinctives, which I'm going to probably do in 2022, Lord willing. And if you go onto Google, there are seven distinctives that make up Baptists. And I'm going to read them out to you. It says here, well, number one, the scriptures are the supreme authority for faith and practice. We believe the priesthood of all believers. We have freedom of conscience, soul liberty, and the right of private interpretation. That's a very fancy way of saying we believe in, essentially people have a right to choose what they want to believe. We believe in congregational polity, which is members' meetings. We have the autonomy of the local church, which is a way of saying that each church it governs itself. We believe in believers' baptism by immersion and church memberships for those who are saved. Now, perhaps some of those distinctives kind of flow over your head a bit. They can seem a bit technical, and particularly if you're not a Christian or you haven't grown up in a Baptist church, these things can just seem a bit way out there. This morning, I actually want to simplify my view of what a Baptist community center is. It all focuses on the, the words that Murray read out to us from Matthew chapter 28, the, what we call the Great Commission. And I'll read those, those words out again from verse 18. Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And if you went to a Bible college like I did called SMBC, which was all about producing missionaries, this was the verse that was hammered time and time again. Go, go, go and make disciples. 
But what I find here is just phenomenal, which we just, because we just read these verses so often. What's Jesus say firstly? All authority in heaven and earth. It's just this amazing picture. Jesus is alluding back. If you know the book of Daniel, in Daniel chapter 7, Daniel sees this one, the Son of Man riding on the clouds, who's been given all dominion, power, and authority. It's the first place to begin. As Christians, we worship a Jesus who has been given all authority and power on heaven and earth. And so because of that, and if you remember back a few weeks ago when we spoke at Murray and I chatted about Eden, the role of Adam and Eve in the garden was to spread out Eden here with the kingdom of God. If Jesus has all authority on heaven and earth, he is the one that has supremacy. You know what we need to do? We need to go and tell people about Jesus. Go and make disciples. And another way you can translate, it's a Greek word called mathetes. You can translate it as learner or student. Make students. Make learners. And in the ancient world, if someone wanted to be a disciple, if someone wanted to be a learner, you dedicated yourself to lifelong, lifelong teaching from the master, from the teacher that you would submit yourself to. That's what Jesus is saying. Make lifelong learners of all nations. And this is really interesting here. Jesus says, first thing you do when you make disciples, you baptize them, and then you go and teach them everything, to obey everything that I have commanded you. And then Jesus ends off, hey, guess what? I'm going to be with you always, even to the very end of the age. Friends, that is the encouragement that we have been given as Christians. Remember, firstly, Jesus has all authority. And if Jesus has all authority, then we are to tell everyone about that. And at the very end there, that reminded Jesus is with us. Emmanuel. So Matthew said, hey, when Jesus was born, he is fulfilling the prophecy from Isaiah. Emmanuel, God is with us. All that's really cool, really exciting. That's our mission as a church to go and do this. And I think if you've been in church long enough, we, we know these words very well. I want to focus back on that question. Well, what is a Baptist community center? Why? You had a brand that was on you, that identified who you belong to. Now, for the Israelites... For 430 years in Egypt, who was their master? Pharaoh. He was the one who controlled them. He's the one who dictated every single aspect of their lives. Then what happens when God delivers the Israelites from Egypt? They have a new master, a new owner. And the idea, a way of showing their new ownership that was a covenant. The agreement that was made, the Ten Commandments, the, the law that was written on stone, the agreement that the Israelites made, that we will follow the Torah, the law that Yahweh has given to us. Now let's jump forward to the New Testament. A way of identifying ourselves, a way of marking ourselves as Christians. 
not so much following an old covenant. It's the new covenant. And there's a couple of symbols to that. We have Holy Communion or the Eucharist, the Lord's Supper. We partake in. How a powerful one. It's baptism. And, and if you've seen a baptism, which in a Baptist church, funnily enough, we do them quite often. There's a powerful symbol in it is you lay the person down in the waters. It's like a death and you bring him up to new life. And so when Jesus is baptized in himself, it's this way of identifying. He identifies with the people. He is saying, hey, guess what? Even though I'm sinless, even though I'm holy, even though I am perfect, I'm coming down to this level to identify myself with you, to identify that I need to die and that I need to rise again. And so baptism, it's a way of marking ourselves. We have a new owner. The apostle Paul says, hey, in life, guess what? Everyone has a slave master. Either you're a slave to sin or you're a slave to Jesus. And so baptism, it's this powerful symbol of the transfer of ownership, the change of status, if you will. And what is fascinating is that often in the gospels, Jesus would identify baptism as a way to symbolize his death. In fact, he asked the um, brothers James and John, he's like, can you be baptized with the baptism that I'm about to undergo? Can you do this? See, for Jesus, he said, what, what's uh, one of the things that he says? It's the most powerful, one of the most powerful verses in Scripture. It comes from Mark chapter 8. When Jesus calls um, the crowd, it says here in Mark 8, 34, he says, If anyone wants to be my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and for the gospel will save it. For me, baptism represents a death to self and being alive in Christ. And friends, that's what I want you to think about. When we see the words, the center, a Baptist community center, we are a people who are dead to ourselves and alive in Christ. We have recognized that we were once slaves to sin. But we're no longer going to live that way. We're going to now live as disciples, as learners of Jesus. You know what, friends, you know what the amazing thing is? On that mountain some 2,000 years ago where there were 11 apostles plus however many others were there, a little place in Jerusalem. Now here we are in Dural, Sydney, Australia, year 2021. We are the descendants of that promise. We are part of the nations, but the job isn't finished yet. That's why we've been called here. That's what the role of the center is, to point people to Jesus being the center of their lives. One of the things that would make me just overjoyed, people come here and know, hey, there is something different about this place. They may not use the word that they died to themselves, that they have picked up their cross and followed after Jesus daily. But people come here and see 
something different about us. In the seven Baptist distinctives I gave, one of them is a core one, the priesthood of all believers. And it was the great reformer, Martin Luther. He once he saw this link between baptism and priesthood. And he once said that anyone who has been baptized, they are now baptized into the priesthood, the priesthood of all believers. And and the apostle Peter, he talks about this idea, which is really important in Baptist circles from 1 Peter 2.9, very, very famous passage where he says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, now you have received mercy. And what Peter's doing, he's not just pulling that verse out of thin air. He is referring back again to the Exodus. When God called the Israelites out, they were to be for him a special people. If we look at the world as like a ring, whole world's special to God. But guess who is like the jewel on the top? That is the Israelites. They were called to be something special. And now Peter said that, hey, guess what? You guys, if you believe in Jesus, you are part of this royal priesthood. You're part of this. And I said earlier, that part of this kingdom, part of this priesthood, part of this baptism, it's not ruling over others. It's not acting in the way that the world wants. There's a commentator by the name of Stephen Dempster, and he says here about Exodus 19 and the call of the Israelites, how it applies for us. He says here, instead of being a kingdom of a particular king, it will be a kingdom marked by priesthood. That is service of God on behalf of people. It will be a kingdom run not by politicians depending upon strength, but by priests depending upon faith in God. A servant nation instead of a ruling nation. That was the job of Israel. They were to redefine what leadership, what ruling looked like. It was by service. James and John, they get a bit of a cop a bit of flack from Jesus a couple of times. And when that time they asked Jesus, hey, can we sit on your right and your left? And Jesus is like, hey, you know, I, I don't have the authority to do that. I don't know who's going to do that. And then Jesus, he gives him rebuke here. And it's in Luke 22. He says, the kings of the Gentiles, they lord it over them. And those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. And said, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater? The one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. If Jesus can do that, Jesus, the one who has all authority on heaven and earth, the one who rides upon the clouds that Daniel saw, he is also Emmanuel. He is a servant leader who got down on his hands and knees that night and washed the feet of his disciples and even the feet 
of the one who would betray him. Friends, I mean, that just embodies baptism and priesthood. That's what I want to see here at the center for all of us to be living that way. When we think of Baptist Community Center. Yeah, we're, we're Baptists. We have those seven distinctives and they're important. And we have the Baptist history. I want us to be marked by people who pick up their cross daily and follow after Jesus, who die to themselves who are a priesthood, who aren't about lording it over people, about showing their power, but about humbly submitting to everyone. And you know what? I'm going to stuff up doing that. And that's why Jesus tells us each and every day to pick up your cross because we're proud, sinful people. And I'm one of them. I was joking with Brian before I said, well, if you want a jewel to be a perfect church, then you've got the wrong person for that. Unfortunately, uh, we're living on this side of eternity. But friends, let's take that mandate that Jesus gave to the apostles that day. Let's be disciples. Let's give our lives to be lifelong learners of the teachings of Jesus and pass those teachings on to others. When we do that, we will see a transformation of our lives, the lives of our families, the lives of our friends, importantly, the lives of the community around us. So that's the challenge I leave to us. Are we going to be a Baptist community center that embodies those values? So I want people to think of every time they drive past the center, that this place offers something unique and something different because Jesus is the center of our lives. Friends, let me pray for us. Lord, we just thank you for the immense calling that you have given us, that all authority in heaven and on earth you possess, and yet you pass, you give the mandate to us humans to pass on the message of the kingdom. And what a wonderful privilege that is to see lives transformed by the power of the gospel. Lord, I pray that as we go out and we baptize and we teach people, people to learn to embody that, to become baptized, to die to their old life and to live in the newness of Christ, to be lifelong learners sitting at the feet of our master Jesus, being a priesthood who are not to be served but to serve. So Lord, I pray for your Spirit's help in transforming the center into a place that embodies those values. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.